When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. We're recording this Tuesday morning pretty early, so it'll drop in your podcast feeds probably by late morning on Tuesday. Uh, Vikings hosting the New York Giants in a wild card playoff matchup. Sunday afternoon, 3.30, U.S. Bank Stadium. It's going to be a good one. I think it's obviously going to be close because the Vikings don't play any other games. Um, The good news for Vikings is that they are favored by three. Um, If they were underdogs, they would lose by a thousand. They've proven (laughs) that this season. Yeah. But a three point spread for the Vikings at home basically says Vegas sees these teams as very, very similar. Um, Vikings obviously getting the points being the home hosts, but the game kind of if I was a Vikings fan, I would be a little nervous by this game because it's hard to Mm -hmm. beat a team two times in a row let alone two times in a row in, in, in a span of two or three weeks. Um, where are you kind of at with this game right now, Tom? Because, like, objectively, the Vikings probably have a more talented roster. Mm-hmm. This is a team that you just beat on Christmas Eve. You should feel good about, you know, this game as a whole and, and, and winning this football game. Uh, I just get a little nervous when it's, when it's kind of two teams that, that were so close, you know, a month ago. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there is something to that, that the Giants defense, I guess, is well coached. I mean, that's kind of the mantra of the team, right? Is that not super talented, great coaching staff. I didn't, I think we said this after the Giants game, I didn't feel like O'Connor got super out coached in that game. I felt like this was a Donato defense issue, right? That outside, I guess, Peterman and Boyle, right? Like a lot of mediocre quarterbacks played really well against the Vikings, at least down the stretch. And, um, I think that's a chief concern if you just take national people who who obviously don't really care about the Vikings or whatever. Um, they don't believe in the Vikings because of the defense. And there's people here who are concerned about the Vikings because of the defense. Having said that, I think the spread will tell you something. I mean, it, I think you usually get two and a half at home. They're calling this a relatively even game and the Vikings can't play it like it is. And why I say that is I know they 11 straight one score wins. I think a way to think of regression isn't that it like all happens at once or you're doomed to fail or anything. It's just if you if you flip a coin and get heads 11 times, that doesn't mean it's any more or less likely that you get tails on the 12th flip, right? And if the Vikings continue to play like they have, this was a 24-27 game, although I think a late score and a two-point conversion for New York, um, they are tempting fate, right? They are tempting that coin flip. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and you could look at it any which way. It could just be a good drive um, by the Giants. It could be a fluke play, right? It could be an error on an official. Whatever it is, you eliminate that risk if you can step on it. And it's not like the team shied away from it. I can't remember. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, Wes Phillips just came out and said this is almost unsolicited. He goes, yeah, I kind of like to just you know, step on the gas. I just don't know if teams have that mentality in the playoffs. I think they could think about it logically and be like, this is actually the best way to win. This is the most secure way to win. But I think in the actual course of play, right. With, with 
the tension that you have in the playoff game, they're going to be tempted actually to play pretty conservatively. So, um, I mean, I think it's a major concern, right? The concern is less Dayball completely outcoaches O'Connell or I didn't even think like Cousins folds in this game. I think he's been better situationally. Um, Justin Jefferson will be up for it. We've actually, the positive here is that we've seen something from, from Osborne, right? We've seen a little bit from Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. Like it, it shouldn't be, the pressure shouldn't all be on Jefferson, but he'll be ready for this game. It's nothing almost within the first 55 minutes. It's how they handle the last five. And like at that point, are you are you ahead enough that you can kind of just milk the clock? Or mm-hmm. are you continuing to play like you did in the regular season, which seems like the most likely outcome, in, in which case we all have to be prepared that, regression would tell you it you're still not more likely to win that game so i know they say the callous i know they say they've been playing games that feel like playoff games or whatever this will feel different and their best method to win is just don't give new york a chance at some point kind of take the life out of them with the scoring drive or something like that yeah like the vikings are the better team like they're 13 and 4 um kind of amazingly 13 and 4 as we've talked about this year. Can we gloat about this? Like, we yeah, were right. We, we, we did say this. We said this three months ago. So all our diehard listeners, all you guys out there, probably rolled your eyes when, when we had Tom on. This was before Tom was even a co-host, and we went through the, are they going to win this game, yes or no? And Tom said, Vikings are going 13-4. and four. I made fun of him, and here we are, 13-4, and four, heading into the playoffs. So I stepped Tom, on the Tom's, gas. Tom's clairvoyant. Tom's a genius, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, we're just happy to have Tom as a co-host because <laughs> that, that helps our credibility when we got someone who can see into the future. But the Vikings are a better team. Like they, like you said, Tom, Like they're the better team. And you can't – like just don't leave like any sort of position for, for you to – like for it to come down to a coin flip, like you said. Mm-hmm. The, the game on Christmas Eve is a good example. Even though the Vikings trailed in the second half, I think the, the, the Giants took a 13-10 lead. Yep, they took a 13-10 lead in the third quarter. Like, for most of that game, it felt like, well, the Vikings are in control. The Vikings are in control. Oh, all of a sudden, New York has the lead. If at any point in that game, whether it be, you know, the, the, they jump out to a 7-0 lead, they kick a field goal, it's 10-0. Um, I think they were leading 10-7 at the half. If, if they put together another scoring drive and just a little bit more separation, like the game shouldn't have been that close on Christmas Eve. And, and frankly, the Vikings just kind of let the, the Giants hang around. Um, I guess the Giants deserve a little bit of credit for hanging around. But a lot of the times this whole season, it's been like the Vikings just can't get that last drive, can't get that that touchdown for separation or you know a, a big defensive stand when they need one. The Vikings I, are better are better than than the Giants, and they need to find a way to kind of string those things together, um, and just create a little bit of separation in this game. I was I forgot that this was the game that Joseph kicked for sixty one yards. I actually thought it was the Indianapolis one, and I think it's just I'm I'm clustering like ridiculousness together <laughs> because yeah. it is it, it is weird to think of kind of what where Greg Joseph has gone in terms of his trajectory. It seemed like in the middle of the season, he was really struggling. It seemed like he had straightened out. And then that's something we kind of overlooked in that Chicago game that he missed an extra point. I mean, I think people are going to go in with some concerns about him despite, you know, his, his miracle kicker here, whatever. Um, But yeah, I think, I think that's, that's it. It's, it's, 
can you maintain, and this is going to be different from the whole regular season, can you maintain a killer mentality throughout the game, right? Can you, you, I kind of referred to this earlier, but I think there's a point in these games where you could see where the Vikings could have snuffed out their, their opponent, right? Where you can kind of take the wind out of their sails, given mm-hmm. we're mostly talking about inferior opponents, right? The reason, the way we formulated, or at least I formulated 13 and four, was that I was like, it's a fourth place schedule. The team had been winning up to that point, um, and that, um, you know, the caveat I had, which exists obviously now was that I was like, I don't think they'll get to 13 because I just, I didn't anticipate 11 straight one score wins. Um, but, uh, but you know, I think, uh, they've been playing relatively inferior opponents. I, I just, they have to go in with the mentality that, um, that the giants aren't that good. You have to start right. Right. Because we saw like against Indianapolis, it didn't matter how bad they were when, when things spiral out of control, they ended up in a vicious cycle. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think they can't be concerned that if they go for it on play, right. And you end up with an interception deep down the field to Jefferson, that's going to mean New York comes back and scores, right. You have to have some faith that the Donatello defense will hold in that situation mm-hmm. um, that you could go and score again, if you had to, I mean, I think this is, you talk about kind of like an evolving team or whatever. It does feel like the evolution just stalled out and became ridiculous, right? The evolution was more like, it's almost like they were like a Houdini act where they're like, well, well, you know, I nearly drowned on the last one. Let's tie me up and throw me off the bridge, right? Or whatever. And they were just kind of like, they continue to tempt bait. I think they have to, um, they have to lean into the home field advantage, the skill advantage they have that O'Connell's, mm-hmm. he has progressed as a play caller and as, and as a coach. Um, and I think it's also knowing that if you win this game, they're going to be the most doubted team in the second round. I think people will pencil in just copy and paste what happened in 19, right? Yep. The best way, if, if the team is going to go win in Chicago in a meaningless game because they want to get a bad taste out of their mouth after the Green Bay game, they should have a similar mentality where it's go beat the pulp out of the Giants. And give people reason to think, including maybe in the locker room, that they could they could pull off an upset in the second round. So there's just every reason to go in with a uh, a mentality of let's do this for the first time. Let's I'm taking the Chicago game out because it was so ridiculous. I'm taking the Green Bay game out because of Week One. Let's do this for the first time, right? And, except for the first game of the season, and really snuff an opponent out. For sure, you just said something earlier, and it it makes a ton of sense. And it's something that I think the Vikings can't. It can't be overstated enough when we talk about the Vikings. Like, the start is really, really important on, on Sunday. Uh, because, like you said, the Indianapolis game, that spiraled out of control. Obviously, they pull off just this unbelievably absurd comeback and, and, and win. But Indianapolis sucks. Like that, That's <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> when you saw it in Week 17, the game started off weird. It, it wasn't necessarily that the green Bay Packers thoroughly dominated the Vikings. They just got a kick return for a touchdown and a pick six, but you saw that game kind of spiral out of control against a team that is better than the Annapolis Colts. If the Vikings don't start right on Sunday, like the game could get away from them because to your point, like even though the Vikings are more talented than the giants on paper, the Giants have a pretty damn good coach in, in Brian Dable. And I think if things get away, things get hairy early on, if the Giants can jump out to an early lead, I like Dable coaching with a lead. I, I think he's going to find ways to kind of maximize you know, that point advantage, time of possession, 
And I think if you're playing catch up because of a couple of mistakes early in, in your Minnesota, that's not something you want to do. So the start's super, super important. Um, but I think like when you look at it at the end of the day, like there's no reason the Vikings like to Tom's point about jumping out, beating the Giants, giving yourself some momentum heading into the divisional weekend. Like, worth, they, like that is something that is totally within their grasp. I think it's worth pointing out. They started last game, punt, punt, touchdown, field goal, punt. <laughs> that's not, that's not really well how you want to start this one. I think it's going to be tight. You talk about the NFC East uh, defenses and the trouble that the Vikings have had all season against them. You talk about like Wink Martindale, who had that famous quote where he's like, I don't know how to coach against Harry Styles. Harry or whatever. Styles. He, yeah. I mean, he's very, very wry kind of old school, old man coach. I, I think, uh, yeah, I, in general, the script has been pretty good, right? For Forever, it seemed like the, the Vikings pattern was actually like, kill it with the script. He came off the script. They were terrible for like two quarters. And then they just made up ground late in the game. Obviously, that's not really a winning formula. That's not how you're going to beat the Giants. But I think, you know, they're looking for a game that it all kind of comes together at once, right? I mean, that's kind of what you want in the playoffs. That we, that's what you gear up for. Mm-hmm. Um, but that opening script weirdly becomes important, right? We, I think we took it for granted early on because that's what worked. Um, this is one where like O'Connell show your coaching chops, right? Get together with, yep. with Wes and, and, and figure out um, how to get it going. There have been opening scripts where like, I think of that Chicago game in Minnesota where it looked like they're going to blow out Chicago. And then of course let them back in. Cause they can't do that. They can't just blow out a team, but I don't, I think they had one third down in like, the first two drives or something. it was something ridiculous you're not going to have that against the giants i think this is a lot of like third down play calling right because that's when teams are going to go we're not going to give you jefferson osborne's capable of stepping up hawkinson usually is right we've seen some third down drops mm-hmm. but um that's actually somewhere where like a route runner like Thielen should, should be impactful um so i think i think a lot of it's going to be and i think a lot of frustration is like what o'connell's done on third and fourth and short you know i think this is um, you gotta, you gotta empty the bag here, right? You know what I mean? I know it's only the first round of the playoffs, but empty the bag. What tricks do you have to get a third and three to keep the drive from stalling out and either punting or kicking a field goal? So, um, I don't know. That script's going to be really, really important. And I think I, I'd like to see creativity there. I understand you got to be a little careful. In fact, it's almost like reverse psychology. You almost want to be more careful, um, and certain of your plays early. And then as you're stepping on the gas, really, you know what I mean? Maybe that's where mm-hmm. the fleet flicker with Jefferson, Jefferson comes in or whatever. You know, you show them like, hey, we're not we're not going to play to not to lose or whatever. So, um, yeah, a lot of this is like we, we forget as much as the, the Giants aren't a talented team as a whole. That defense is still like the other teams in the NFC East. And like, I think it's a really good challenge. I actually think in some ways this is an appropriate first game, a game the Vikings should win, but also a team that could pinpoint some of their weaknesses. Yeah, you mentioned the script. Like the Vikings have been so, or at least early in the season, were so good on on scripted first drives. Um, and and if you're picturing kind of a rocking U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday, Vikings win the coin toss. I mean, they should defer, but in in this scenario, like you you say, we're like we're going to take the ball, and Kevin O'Connell says we have a script, we know exactly what we're going to do. And if they can just march right down the field and score a touchdown on the opening drive of the game, like then they're off to the races. So I, I think, like you said, the script is, is important. They need to find a way to kind of jump out of this, uh, you know, on the Giants early. And, and I think everything will kind of fall into line after that. Because I do think at the end of the day, in the playoffs, more often than not, like talent separates. 
I think the Vikings are more talented. I think if they can jump out to an early lead, like their talent will just separate in the end. Um, when we come back, we'll talk more about kind of what scares us about the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones is playing pretty well, which is something I, I don't think any of us really saw coming. I thought he kind of felt like a lame duck quarterback. Um, he's done enough this year um, that I, I think they'll go back to him. Um, he kind of scares me. There's a couple other guys on the bike or on the on the, the Giants that scare me as well.